Graham Cove with another My Music. Thanks for joining us. And in a minute, I'm going to be speaking to my friend Nell here. But first, this. I need to get going, Mel. See you later. Nell Davis, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Oh, I'm very good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, good. You, you're not in a field, I can see. So you haven't no. made your way to Glastonbury to join the, the, the oh, front. Oh, God. No, I can't imagine anything worse. No. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm not, <laughs> not a festival not, kind of person. You're not mm. a festival kind of person. But the music mm. you would enjoy, though. Oh, I'd like the music. If you didn't have to deal with the camping and the toilets and people yeah, that, yeah that's great. very true yeah i it was something that i enjoyed doing when i was 21 but not not now yeah. necessarily yeah. so music and you how did they come together what 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 started your your passion for music um well it depends whether you mean as like a listener or as actually making it myself because making it myself is really recent it was basically a lockdown thing Right. Um, and the lead lead up to lockdown, I was having a bit of a midlife crisis. Well, a lot of a midlife crisis, actually, um, which was basically due to being absolutely bored out of my mind. I had nothing creative. Um, I felt like everything fun in my life had already happened. So there was never going to be any fun ever again. Um, and then lockdown happened, which didn't help. Um, and then during lockdown, I happened to read Viv Albertine's autobiography and the guitarist from The Slits. Yeah. Which, it was just the most inspiring thing I've ever read. And she talks about in her 50s I think um started to sing for the first time and the shame she had about her voice I'd always loved the idea of doing music but I couldn't sing I didn't think I could sing I couldn't bear the thought of singing in front of anyone and she talks about having singing lessons and being just sitting crying because she couldn't bring herself to sing and I just thought god if she can get past that and learn to sing maybe I could too so I bought a guitar I found a course online on I think it was literally called how to write your first song um, and started wrote a song. It was crap. Wrote some more. Some of them weren't so crap. Um, sang in front of people. Nobody died. No one threw anything. The world didn't end. I kind of went from there, really. Yeah. Well, actually, what you're proving there, which it, well, there are several things. One is it's never too late. Yeah. It's never too late with music. If it, if if you feel that passion inside yourself to to do that creative process and get involved, then it's never too late to start. Yeah. But you also you also bring out another really good point there, which is that you know you can get better as well. Oh, you absolutely! Can, it's had, it's uh, about putting the work in, and it's about you know yeah. no, but nobody starts absolutely. Well, there's the odd person, but you know we're yeah. we're we discount those people that yeah. literally pop out of their mother and and you know immediately start yeah. singing scales but yeah. mo most people have to develop and learn from somewhere absolutely yeah? and i had this idea that particularly writing songs that it was like divinely ordained like it you know came out of the universe to these very special people it's just maths you just it's just chords that some chords go together some don't i like maths maths is easy i can do maths yeah um yeah i just had no sense that it was a thing that you could learn I think it's also like, obviously, when I was a teenager, it was so difficult to get access to information. Now you go on YouTube and you find out all the tips about how to write songs, which just wasn't available to me. I didn't know anyone who did music, so I didn't know anyone who could tell me how keys work and which chords go together. It's so easy to find it now. 
This is fascinating because we we have had people on here. I mean, in, in some very famous people who have who do believe in the you know it's out there in the universe mm. and, it, and it gravitates. There's a bit of them. that, yeah, yeah, but... and they're, they're just a channel for the song. And I, yeah. look, and I do believe actually for some people that really is yeah. the case. Although even then, when I've de- delved a bit deeper, they've they've had to really yeah. study their instrument and they've had yeah, to really they've done learn. their 10,000 hours of practice. Like oh yeah. They've done all of that as well. And they've been a geek mm. in the bedroom, et cetera. But mm. so you've, you, you know, um, you've learned your, your mm. YouTube generation of, in terms yep. of finding out that way. What was the greatest tip that you found? Oh God. Um, Oh, that's a really good question. Um, one little, know, nugget. one little what, nugget. One little nugget. This is very specific to me. I sing really high, and I thought I couldn't sing because most of the singers I like are men. And so I try and sing along with their songs and be like, it just sounds horrible. And it was just that it was all too low. And as soon as and when I was writing songs, they were all too low. And as soon as I put them up a bit, the power of the capo, it was like, oh, I can sing. It's fine. I just was trying to sing like a man. So, there you yeah, go. That was the that was the tip. key lesson. The power yeah, of was, the capo. Yeah. <laughs> Move it along the fret for, for people that don't know what a capo is. Um, obviously, most of the musician people that were listening will know, and 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 you know, the musician geeks, but for other people that don't know, it's a device that you can put along the neck of the guitar and it therefore changes the key. So, uh, rather than have to learn where you, you put your fingers in different places, you can literally just unclap it, put it somewhere else, and up you go. There you go, as simple as that. As exactly. simple as yeah. that. That's that's yeah. fantastic. And what about chords? Did you are you one of those people? So I can talk to you about this because you've you've kind of learned fairly recently. Yeah. Are you one of those people that tries to learn every single chord and like follow? Oh, the book? good God, no. Or no. as soon as you've got a um a, a finger position in one place, do you, do you immediately go? Oh, I wonder what happens if I move that. Yeah, I have invented chords. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, but, but that's because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not doing it all in the spirit of like a. You well, know, no, you do. Child. You do. Yeah, yeah. Like a you child with a box of Lego and no instructions. I don't, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you do and you don't. That's the, that's the beauty yeah. of it because I feel that people that are really creative, um, whilst they whilst they really want to to learn all of the structure and everything else as well, mm. you know, just want to play. Yeah, and, and by play, I don't mean play music, but they just want to play with that creativity. Yeah. It's like being faced with a with a big lump of you know play doh, etc. And and rather, and you've got all of the cutters there, etc. But you go, do you know what? It'd be really interesting to see what happens if I use kitchen utensils on this. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. and that's. You know, sometimes it's because it's you get those ideas in your head. It's just yeah. like, well, what can, yeah. this is so pliable. What can I do with it? You know, yeah. and yeah. the yeah, the cutters are useful. You know, the cutters are like your chords, etc. And it's like, well, yeah, let's learn A and then G and then E minor and etc. But you know, sometimes if it's like, yeah, let's see what happens if I just put my fingers here. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, that that's great. Well, you know, I've just got my finger in the wrong place. I quite like the way it sounds. That's quite a common occurrence. Absolutely. Now, you did mention, you say, uh, are you asking about how I got into music in terms of writing it? And that's recently. Mm. But, you know, there's a it's a different story in terms of listening. When when did you first listen to music or when consciously when um, when's your first memories? 
Um, do you know, my, my very, very first memory actually is musical and it's of um, watching some kids in the park singing Brown Girl in the Ring when I was coming up oh, on two, which is so random. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I guess when I was like, so my favourite band of all time is Manic Street Preachers. And I probably got into them when I was 14, 15 and they right. were the world to me as a teenager. Absolutely, like completely shaped who I am as a person. Wow. Um, just, or read all the books that Richie told me to read, watched all the films. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I was never it about a... the Manic Street Preachers? What, was, it the, was it just the music or was it the story? I mean, oh, you it was know, like everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, I never had like a cool older sibling or an inspiring teacher or anything or anyone who would tell me like, oh, you'll like this book or you, you might like this film. And that's what the Manics were to me. They were like my cool older brothers and they were so cool. Um, yeah, they were absolutely everything to me. And um, Riot Girl as well was a huge thing to me. Wow. Me, my friend wanted to start a Riot Girl band, but we were far too shy and didn't know where to begin. And you met, you mentioned, you know, uh, books there as well. And that's that's twice now you've mentioned books. And, I, you know, I totally agree with you as well about um, music books or books by musicians, autobiogra autobiographical books by musicians being so motivational. I mean, it's all I read. <laughs> <laughs> And it took took me a long time in my life to realise that that's what I should be reading because I hated reading for ages and ages and uh, ages, okay. and it's because I tried to read pap. I tried to read um, I tried to read sort of uh, um, novels, you know, and with stories in and stuff. And I just I just couldn't get into it. I thought, why mm. can't I? I can just watch the film, right? Yeah. Yeah. But suddenly my world opened up when because I've always loved music. My world opened up when I suddenly found these books by musicians about their life story and everything else right. and for me i go along to to network meetings now um during the week and everybody else is holding up you know a thousand ways to do business or whatever and i always go along with a, a, a autobiography by a musician i say you'll learn more from this book about yeah. business and life than you will in any other book like that do you do you mm. agree yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I, you know, I don't read books nearly as much as I should. I've got that thing. Everyone seems to have now like massively short attention span. Um, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, books just by creative, interesting people. You're just going to learn so much. Aren't you? Well, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, and, and the other thing is you, you read those kind of business type books. Their lives are so dull. I mean, you want, you, want a bit of, sure, yeah. you want a bit of action in there. And, you know, <laughs> typically, you know, famous musicians have had a bit of action along the way as well. well you know, you getting so, locked, yeah. locked up in jail here or being, you know, starved here or getting burnt on set of a video over here. It's interesting, <laughs> it's interesting yeah. stuff yeah, along absolutely. the way. Yeah. So what, what are you writing songs about? What's, what are so, you feeling you've got to get out there? Um, well, I think it's really interesting when you start writing songs because then you look back at what you've written songs about and you learn so much about yourself. Um, so I've just realised loads of the songs I've written recently. I do think I've got like a slightly different perspective on life to a lot of people who are writing songs, cause, probably because I'm older. Um, and I've written loads of songs recently that are about my tendency to overthink everything and overanalyze everything. Um, and trying to work out if that's a good way to be or if it's better to be more happy-go-lucky and not think about things. And it totally is a good way to be because I think people who are more, who don't overthink things seem to get to a point in middle age where everything goes a bit, I don't know if I'm allowed to say tits up, I'm trying to think of a better way of saying that. No, that's like, right. Everything goes a bit wrong, okay. <laughs> everything goes yeah. a bit wrong. And yeah, um, and I think being over-analytical about everything is definitely a better way to be. So that's something I've been writing a lot about. Um, 
when I first started writing songs, I kept writing songs about my kids because I just thought there's no rock songs about parenting. That's really weird. It's like a huge gap, like a taboo subject, human experience that people are not looking at. Um, so I wrote one about um, my guilt at everything I got wrong when the kids were little that I can't undo. Um, and one about my daughter's teen angst and not being able to help her. They weren't very good songs. It was when I was just learning. But I sort of want to write songs about things that are a bit a bit different. Um Oh, I think that's I think that's fantastic, and uh, you, you know, there's a massive audience out there for that as well because there's well, loads of us with yeah. with lots of kids. Yeah, uh, I, I've got I've got five of my own. One of them's now oh, working for me. He's upstairs. He's going to edit oh, this God. later. Um, oh. But you know, it's yeah. I mean, it, it gets to a point, especially these days. I mean, I I followed music and the charts for ever in a day and i'm beginning to i'll be completely honest now i'm beginning to struggle with mm -hmm. following what's popular in certain yeah. instances now i mean if it's the likes of uh ed sheeran um who i went to see in concert the other day was absolutely brilliant and and people young people like harry styles mm -hmm. I, I i get it i think they're writing great pop songs i think that mm -hmm. you know that's fine but all of this kind of <laughs> no decrying that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people love it, but it just doesn't, doesn't resonate with me. I'm just not. And I, you know, the lyrics like, you know, I grabbed a chicken leg on the way out, you know, it's like, <laughs> no, that says nothing to me about my life. It, it does. It just doesn't say to me yeah. as a, as a parent of five kids that's working, that's trying to you know keep things back. That's does yeah. just doesn't you know more yeah. like you know I got stuck in the car park at Lidl's while <laughs> yeah. screaming in the back. Yeah. Now that would be a great lyric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and why are there no lyrics like that? Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah? Is that what you're trying to do there? Is you, you're I guess. Trying to, I, yeah, and I think just I'm, be honest. I'm, yeah, and I'm quite a strange person to be writing the songs. You know, I was until I was 40, I was painfully shy. It's only recently I've sort of found my voice. And I think, like, just the idea of somebody who's very introverted writing songs is just quite unusual, obviously, because most singers are very extrovert, very show-offy, which, which is not... There's probably still a great deal of courage needing to put yourself out there and be vulnerable in your songs and stuff, but it's, it's a different kettle of fish, really. Well, it's interesting you should say that, because actually I've had so many singers on this um show of you know of all different levels from mm. just starting out mm. to you know multi-million selling mm. platinum out artists and mm. most of them are introverts yeah that's interesting uh you know i i i, I don't know whether I, what i think and here's my view on this is i think there's a lot of people out there that are either ambiverts they're they're, they're both yeah, yeah. you know there are certain situations where they're incredibly shy, but they're actually yeah. in other situations they're they're extroverts, or they're what I would like to call a a shy extrovert. So they're actually, you know, there's a part of them that wants to be that. Mm. Maybe how you were with a kid. Were you, when, when you were a kid, did you ever, you know, like to perform oh, in front of people? No, and, no, I no? was painfully shy. Painfully really? Shy. Yeah, yeah, like bordering on selectively mute. Yeah, really wow. shy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, we had one child that was selectively mute for a while. It's incredibly oh. worrying. Um, but there, there's an element with him, actually, where, you know, he's he's starting to do amateur dramatics at the moment, etc. And actually, oh. when he's up on stage, he's comes out of himself. Yeah, I can see that's different, isn't it? It's, yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is is there something about there about 
playing a role being behind I'm a mask sure there is. yeah definitely I mean, I, i've never really performed live I've, I've done like online open mics which is not the same thing as being in a room full of people but i was sort of thinking about okay if i was going to perform live what would i do i'd wear sunglasses definitely like so i don't have to look at anyone i can totally yeah. see that if you can separate yourself off from people in some way and play go a role. back to the old manic street preachers things there there yeah. you know the sunglasses yeah. you know may, maybe sort of some flowers Really, yeah. really dress yourself up and become someone different for for the occasion. Yeah, it's be performance good, it? art, then, isn't it? Yeah. It is performance yeah. art. Yeah. Now you you've um, I saw in your bio you've uh, managed to get on BBC introducing. How, how was that? How did they find you? Um, I just they have a website where you can just upload stuff, and they picked one of my songs. Just um, as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. So funny. Um, it's, it's so bizarre hearing yourself on the BBC. I was so excited. And then when it actually came on, I literally had to throw my headphones off. I ran down, ran away, fell down the stairs, ended up pacing backwards and forwards across the kitchen. I couldn't listen to it. It was too much. But for someone that, you know, possibly months before was yeah, like yeah. in a in a place where it's like, no one's going to want to listen to me. I don't even yeah. think I can sing. I can't play, etc. To suddenly then be from there to, you know, being played on the BBC. I mean, yeah, it was awesome. What a it transformation! Cool. Isn't that great? Yeah. I mean, what? And then, I, what? A, yeah, what then a, the imposter syndrome kicks in. Which, does it? Which does I'm trying it? not. To be, oh yeah, no. It's terrible. I have really fight the urge to be self-deprecating because I know how irritating it is. Um, yeah. I don't think it's cute when other people do it. So just I try not to. Like, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> What do you, what do you, just um, so we know, what, what do you do outside of music now? I do, um, I do bits and pieces of writing. My background is I worked in magazines um, mm. in my youth um, and now I do sort of bits of copywriting, nothing, nothing interesting at all. <laughs> nothing interesting. <laughs> nothing <laughs> vaguely interesting. Well, but there you go. Maybe, maybe one day, you know, as you, as you pursue this, maybe one day what, what one of the things that you can do is you can encourage other people and and get paid for that. Encourage other mm. people to to follow the same kind of path and say, look, you can do this. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I think I think we get coaches for everything else. I'd love to see yeah. Oh, yeah. people of our age going. Do you know what? I got to this point in my life. Yeah. Um, I had this probably an existential crisis about everything yeah. but you know i've yeah. had i had the children i've done this i've done that i've you know got this experience over there but always thought i'd love to do that but i really can't mm. do it mm. but actually do you know what i did do it maybe yeah. you could write a book on it or a pamphlet yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i've always tried to be really open about that because i think it's really important that that, that Viv Albertine book meant so much to me that her being honest about how ashamed she was of singing and how terrified she was because you just assume that other people go through life and everything's a breeze don't you it's just you know it's that thing of comparing your insides to everyone else's outsides yeah um, no absolutely now listen back then when you were young you were listening to the manic street preachers of course mm. they're still going now i mean oh, yeah. they, they've just done a massive tour with the killers etc yeah. yeah did you go I went to, they came to the Great Estate Festival in Cornwall. I saw them there. I queued on the barrier for eight and a half hours to make sure I was right at the front, which, you know, queuing on a barrier for eight and a half hours is a young woman's game. My back was so sore, but it was worth it. So, so good, isn't it? I, yeah, I know. I, I was saying that when um, when we went to the Ed Sheeran concert, we we had mm. tickets on the stand and we, it was it was fine. It was just Amberlynn, et cetera. And, and I said to my wife, Norma, you know, years ago, I'd be down there. Oh, right yeah. at the front. And I said, but you do have to queue all day yeah literally yeah. all day i went to see i remember going to see you two twice at wembley mm -hmm. stadium etc and i was right at the front 
but literally you get you kind of arrive there at silly hour in the morning and you you, yep. you sleep on the tarmac and everything yeah so tell me um what's the what's the ambition with this what where where do you where do you want this to go or do you I not, have no do you idea. not have a plan at the moment i'm taking it song by song um mm. You know, I write a song, I'm going to put it out and then see if people like it. And so far, people seem to like it. So um, I don't have any like grand ambitions, really. Um, it's funny, I get all the um, on Facebook and stuff. I get all the adverts now for all the songwriting courses and courses on marketing your music. And, you know, everyone wants to extract money from wannabe singers. Uh, there's a whole industry there. But it's all about, you know, you can give up your day job and live the dream. I'm like, so I really want to. I don't think I want to monetize it. Really, I'm quite happy just pottering around in my pigsty. And, and let's be frank here: not most people can't do that. Most people no. can't actually monetize it to the. A lot of the people yeah. that have been doing it for years, that have even played with some of the yeah. biggest artists, can't actually give up their day job to do no. it. So, you know, stop yeah. trying to fool everyone in thinking that they can, because it's not possible. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then yeah, and then it would be a job and it would be boring and rubbish. I'd rather just have it be this joyful thing. Yeah, that maybe brings you other opportunities through yeah. what you're doing. Exactly. That's yeah. the best way. That is absolutely the best way to look at it. So yeah. Manic Street Features was I'll come back to my own question. Manic Street Features was what you were listening to then. What are you listening to now? Is there anything that perks your um, attention now? Do you know, it's really cool because I had a long period of time when my kids were little where I didn't listen to any new music. I was completely out of touch with everything. And just last few years, I started finding new music again. And it's so exciting. Um, I'm obsessed with Wet Leg, the album. I just think it's Who is I listen to every. Well, yeah, quite. <laughs> uh, um, I think I've listened to that album every day since it came out. I just love it. I just think it's so funny and clever and I just think they're great. Yeah. Um, There's a kind of punky attitude to that, yeah. isn't there? There's yeah. a kind of just... Um, you know, throw it to throw it to you kind of yeah. attitude. It's like and an and authenticity I, as well. You know, they're singing about real things, and oh, I just I just think they're great. And yeah, funny. there's a I, there's a video of them on uh, YouTube where I think they're playing. Is it the Green Man Festival, something like that? Oh. And um, uh, the, the two of them at the front, the two the two young mm. ladies at the front, are are trying so desperately not to to fall into fits of giggles whilst oh they always yeah they always are they look like they're having so much fun don't they you, you know, just want to be in their gang you wish you, they were your mates and you could I, hang out with them which and all I the best feel, yeah i feel that's what's really capturing people it's, it's yeah. the fact that it's like you know they're looking at each other going you know yeah the the the, the excuse me what bit it's like oh it's brilliant isn't it they're about oh. to fall over with fits yeah. of giggles yeah and and that pulls people in. It's kind yeah. of, it's, yeah. It, you're right. It's a gang thing. It's, it's kind a, of a, I think the Mannix talk about that. I mean, and baby Mannix had that so much. You just wanted to be in their gang. They just looked so cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think no, all the best fans have that. Very, very definitely. Oh, absolutely. Uh, if you could work with someone, here's a, here's a great question, mm. which I often end with. If you could work with anybody, alive or dead in music, who would it be and why? That's really hard because most of the people I admire, I'd be far too shy and far too intimidated to work with, and it would be horrible. Um, but we'll ask them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if I can have a personality transplant and be really confident. Um, I don't know. 
I mean, I feel compelled to say the Mannix because they're my favourite band. But I would, I mean, I met James Dean Bradfield once and I could barely remember how to speak English. Awful, awful. I just, well, just giggling. Just, I was just communicating through the power of giggling. Oh, God, I love awful. that. So bad. That's great. Um, I had nothing to say to him because what are you going to say? Oh, I really like your music. I've been a big fan for 30 years. Well, that will do, you know. I mean, that's a good, that's a good starting and, point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyone who else? else any, who else any, do I like? Any female um, artists? Yeah. Oh, well, I really love Helen Love. Um, mm. She's been a big inspiration to me. Um, I went to see her last week in London. It was everything I hoped it would be. She's just really fun. Um, yeah. Really what is it about Helen and her music that? that... Um, it's very unpretentious. It's very funny. Um, very relatable. Um, I, th I think I found her quite inspiring as well because it does sound like she sort of made it all herself in her back bedroom, which is kind of what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and I like that go. she's like, I love her Ramones obsession. I love that she's really open about the things that she's obsessed with and the things that she loves. I, I just think that's great. Yeah. Well, maybe there, there you go. There's a song for you. I love the Manic Street Preachers. I think you could. You could, you could... Oh, I might have already written that. <laughs> but yeah. Maybe it might, it might never see the light of day, though. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So is it, it's like a real fangirl thing. Of... Oh, yeah, I've written so many songs that are never seen in the light of day. But, yeah, that's yeah. one of them. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, but that's that's lovely as well, isn't it? I mean, you've got mm. those for those songs for you, you and your family. Yeah. Just, yeah. just you know, I'm, I'm playing this just for you. Nobody else <laughs> is ever going to, never, anyone else is going to hear it. Yeah. Well, after my death, maybe that someone will find my laptop and it can be released or something. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah. I think, now it's been a pleasure meeting you. And I, I think... Um, although uh, you don't possibly believe it, I think you're, you're. I think you've got a great sense of humour, and I think you come across really well. Oh, thank right? you. I think I you, fooled I, you. Huh? Yeah, you fooled me and everybody else. But so Excellent. you know, I think you've. I've got. I think you've got something to offer the world, even beyond the music. And I do think it is this. Um, I think I. I honestly think you could help other people in the same situation. To, to have oh, the confidence to do this so maybe nice maybe maybe that's a thing for the future for you yeah, um maybe you know uh, little talks introducing little talks by nell where she plays one of her songs and then she she talks about you know you can do this oh you Here definitely can do this if i can do it anyone can yeah yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's actually a really nice idea yeah. yeah if you know if you could say anything to your younger self would would it would it now be why didn't you do this earlier? Um, you know, I've thought about that a lot. And I think if I tried to do this earlier, it would have been rubbish because I wouldn't have right. known enough about what I, what it was I wanted to say. Um, I wish I'd known when I was younger that I could do something like this. And not that people wouldn't be negative about it, because some people have been really negative about it, um, but that I wouldn't care. Um, I'm really mm. surprised how little I've cared about, about negative reactions. Like, um, it doesn't really matter if people are negative, and most people are just not that interested. You might as well do what you like because most people don't care. Um, so you, you might as well try and figure out what feeds your soul and do that, and not worry about what people think. Well, that absolutely perfect thing to end on. Now you've absolutely nailed it. You know, people oh, out there, stop caring quite so much you know i think it's unless you like murdering people or something like that you should care what people think about that but well, you know, clearly, just silly records. clearly not but i think it is one thing that most people have learned during the pandemic and if we've if mm. we've learned anything and we take things forward it's it's like you know life is too short yeah yeah um you know seize the day carp yeah. pm and all that uh yeah. 
get out there and you know if you feel that you you want to do these things do these things and, and don't care don't care if people laugh at you you yeah. know because it, it at the end of the day you do it for you first absolutely yeah and there will be there always will be if it's authentic there will always be a group of people that yeah appreciate it for what it is yeah you yeah. can't please all the people all the time absolutely yeah you know some people yeah. watch this show and absolutely love it other people say leave little comments like that was the worst interview i've ever seen oh, really? I, I, yeah and they watched it <laughs> like they've got not got anything else to watch on the entire internet well, i know i'll tell you what it is i'll tell you what it is very quickly before we go it's it's some people have their own perception before an interview starts when you get a certain mm. guest on they have their uh, own perception of what they would want you to ask a guest oh i see okay right you've not done it exactly how they would do it oh you know i've had i've mm. had things where like um yeah i had colin molding on from who uh, who's the bass player and one of the writers in xtc brilliant oh, okay. guy yeah mm. um and i had i had one guy slate me on youtube who was like well, that was rubbish, that interview, because what I wanted was technical information about what equipment he uses. And, what, and I just responded back, yeah, that's fine, mate. Have, happy, thanks for the lovely uh, feedback. But I said that, to me, that's dollars dishwater. I don't really want to know that, you know. I wanted it's to, a different I'm, interview, isn't it? It's, it's a different funny. interview. You know, if you're, go, and, go and find someone else that will do that. Or do that interview yourself. If that's oh, yeah. what you want, yeah. there you go. Go and do that interview yeah. yourself. I was more interested in the man behind the music rather than, you know, uh, whether he uses a DT10 or, a, you know, and, 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 <laughs> yeah. and what um, and does he have his fader at six? I really, you know, couldn't be couldn't be bothered with that. You know, mm. I just wanted to know why why you know they wrote the songs that they wrote and why they yeah. were so interesting as people. Yeah. There we go. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, oh, now, if people me. want to listen to uh, your music now, where do they find it? It's available on all streaming services, or you can go to my website, which is uh, neldavies.com, and sign up for my newsletter. And so simple. All that. So simple. Could, couldn't, be, couldn't be simple. No excuse not to listen. I'm basically everywhere. You can't avoid me. Now, now we're going to start promoting these very soon. Um, and in order to promote them, we just need to get a little sound clip from yourself, right? Okay. Which we're, and we're going. We're asking a whole load of the famous people that have been on before as well to do a similar thing, mm. so that we can collate them all together. There's a little trend going on a certain platform called TikTok at the moment. Never heard oh of it. Oh God, no. yeah, I know. I it's kind of, so it's kind of kind of you know children's toys area. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but what we're we're going to do the similar thing, right? So what? I'll give you a second to think about this. What you've got to do is you've got to introduce yourself oh, as God. a ba as a band or an artist, but not with your name, and then come up with a random title for your new song as well. So that that your name is random, and also the title of the, your new song is random. So you can be oh, as God. creative as possible. It could be something like, "Hi, oh, yeah, we're the Orange Buckets of Doom, and this is our new single, A Light That Never Comes On." Right. Okay. Right. Okay. But you know that's actually quite easy because I'm obsessed with coming up with band names, and I've got a post-it note right in front of me with my favourite band names. Okay. On. Here cheese. we go. So before okay. we leave now today, here she is as someone else. Hi, I'm Boiled by Bees, and this is my new song, Pigeon Suicides. Sorry, we we, we lost a bit of audio there. At the oh end. no! So oh, just do it. Do, do it one more time. 
Hi, I'm Boiled by Bees, and this is my new song, Pigeon Suicides. Yay! That's fantastic. We're going to clip that out, put it along okay. with everybody, everybody else's. Uh, and, and, and we'll have a whole load of... Wow. I just thought my post-it notes finally came in useful. I've been yeah. saving them up for ages. BBC yeah. introducing are going to have, have a field. They're going to get so confused because they're going to think there's a whole load more new artists out there that they want yeah. to introduce. There we go. Yeah, new alter ego. Yeah. Nell, thanks so much for joining me well, thank today. Thank you very much. And look out for Nell across the interweb uh, and download and listen to her music. Bye for now. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.